0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whenever you you may be listening to this, which is episode ninety-one thereabouts of the NI Golf Channel podcast. It's March the third and we're still in COVID lockdown, banned from playing golf. And I've been joined in this one-off episode by former Ulster, Ireland and Land Representative, Stephen Ferris, who made his career from playing rugby, but who is really in love with golf. Stephen, thanks for coming on the podcast. No problem.
1: Thanks very much for having me on.
0: Stephen, it's fair to say that um, you're missing golf in a big way at the minute.
1: Yeah, I certainly am. And I think all the golfers out there are missing golf. They're not only missing the competitive crack that they have on a Saturday morning or if it's casual golf on a Tuesday afternoon. It's the, the camaraderie between, you know, different guys that you play with it's the change of scenery it's the fresh air um and it's it's the different um routine that we're all getting used to at the minute of you know groundhog day of the same things every day you know people are working from home um you know my wife is fortunate enough to actually be working in the office at the minute um she works for, for a security firm and she actually enjoys going to work because when she was working from home for the first number of months it started to get Great on her, so I can only imagine what a lot of people out there are feeling, and I certainly feel that golf um, should definitely be open, and, and you know golfers out there should be able to get back at it, and um, you know everybody's talking about mental health, Paul, and, and how important that is for for youngsters and for everybody, you know, that are, are missing school and missing work and everything else, uh, and I certainly feel, you know, being in the mid thirties, that golf uh, would. help my mental health through this whole COVID-19 pandemic that we're going through and um, hopefully we're not too far away from that.
0: Yeah, just sort of rolling back back a bit, you know when when things are going well and we're playing golf we're not thinking about it, it's just part of our life. The fact that it's been taken away from you sort of allows you to think about why you do it and what it is about golf that you you miss and you mentioned it's a camaraderie, it's the four hours of a bit of crack and relaxing and is, is that why you play golf is that is that what attracts you to the game I think
1: initially it was because for playing professional sport you practiced every day you trained every day it was that you could perform at the weekend and then like when that all went uh, to the wayside with too many injuries and everything else and having to hang the boots up in 2014 like I played a bit of golf but like you know, it was maybe one or two golf days a year, and make out once or twice with my, mate, with my mates, and that was it. it really, really was. Um, and and then I needed something else to get my teeth stuck into. So golf was something that I enjoy watching. The Masters on the TV, the Open on the TV, sitting glued to it every single year. So I always had that passion and love for it, but I never had the chance to play as much of it because rugby just was was my life. Like it took over absolutely everything. You know, if my wife or mum or dad or ever wanted to say, you know, about going out for a walk or something, I'd say, oh, no, I can't do that. You know, I've got to rest up here. i got a rugby match. Mm-hmm. And like That's all now changed. And so then you start practising a bit of golf. You know, started off with a handicap of 18, handed in a couple of cards at my home course at Edenmore there, just uh, in Marlin. Got a handicap of 18, joined the club, um, started playing a couple of competitive rounds here and there. Then you get a wee bit more competitive with yourself. Uh you get a card in your hand. Um and probably the first two, three years after retirement, I, I got really competitive with myself. Um, uh, not with others really. Mm-hmm. And then you started entering a couple open weeks, you know, going to up the uh Port Stewart or Galgorm and I, I entered one in Galgorm and I won it with like forty three points. I was playing oh. off fifteen And then I was cut to 13. And then I played two days later at Dunmurray. And I went from 13 to 10 because I shot like 45 points and know the whole exceptional score thing down to 10. Mm -hmm. So then I had this in my head that I wanted to get the single figures. (laughs) I played another competition a couple of weeks later. And the game was easy. You know, everything was going well. (laughs) Everything was brilliant. Um, And I got down to nine. And then it just, I think I just found my level then. You know, you just you mm-hmm. just get to a point and you go, right, I keep practicing and keep practicing. I'm going to drive myself around the, up the walls here. You know, it's going mm-hmm. to become not as enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And so then I back, completely backed off the practicing. Um, my handicap was slipped up and playing off 11. But I go out, I play there, thereabouts, you know, 30 points most weeks, a couple of good rounds, 38 mm-hmm. to 40 points, a couple of good rounds. But I'm happy, I enjoy that. That's and a, I don't yeah. have this yeah. drive inside, Paul, oh, to, to go out every single Saturday morning and play in the competition to, to try and get my handicap down. And like mm-hmm. I would play with guys who do do that. Mm-hmm. And, and fair play mm-hmm. to them. They, they love that. And they love taking their 50p off their mate on the a uh, Saturday morning. But me, I, I'm more of a casual golfer now. I think the first two or three years, I was, and I think maybe that was the competitive edge from the rugby of drive me on but mm-hmm. if i can hover around 10 or 11 handicap for another five or so years i'll be happy enough
0: did you so golf really became almost once you'd hung up the boots golf became your job almost you were t- treating it like your job i've got to get up got to work oh, sorry i can't do that i've got 18 hours of practice to do this <laughs> month and um, you, you could totally you just you just swap jobs <laughs> that one was yeah, the but- other
1: you Know yourself, it, it does swamp you, like, doesn't yeah. it? it? It can't get the hold of you. You, you do get the bug, everybody talks about the golfing bug as, as, as we all yeah. can relate to. Um, but like, if you talk to Andrew Morris, like, I would have been in the, the driving range two, three <laughs> days a week, and then I was playing on a Wednesday or playing in an open comp somewhere, um, during the week, and then playing on a Saturday or a Sunday at Edenmore. And then my mate and I entered the doubles at Edenmore um and give that a bit of a go and then that's when I started to go you know what like I enjoy just maybe entering a competition like this actually if we get bundled out you can't point the finger at yourself it's more of a team thing again and a couple of years got put out in the second round put out in the fifth round through the quarterfinals and then we won it two years ago and it was, it was it was brilliant. Like um, he's he's a he's a good golfer. He, yeah. he was playing off three or four at the time, so it's good to have a, a steady partner. But uh, again, that team thing sort of that's why I started entering a few more competitions in the double side. I think just because um, I sort of probably enjoyed that team environment more, and and again, it's probably relating
0: back to the rugby. Yeah. Did you ever play for the club? Have you played for the club in any of the club stuff? So you've not taken that step and is that deliberate? I sure you've been asked.
1: Yeah, I, w- I was asked a couple of times and mm-hmm. you know, me well, I work a lot of weekends, mm-hmm. so I-, I could be away covering matches or um and again if I'm gonna commit to something, I'll commit to it. Like so if I'm gonna go down to Edenmore or up to Port Rush and pull on a a, a green jumper for the day with with the the club's crest on it. Like I am all in for the season yeah. and you're the, doing I'm practice just right. That stage. Yeah, never you're... say never. Never never say never.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well like yeah, well definitely what well, now just talking about when you decide to play golf, who wasn't put a club in your hand? Who wasn't the sort of said you come on, let's try this?
1: I think I got bought a set of golf clubs or a half set, I think back in the day, um we tiny tiny pencil bag. Me and my brother got a half set each. Okay. a couple of wedges in it, and a five or six iron. So
0: there was clubs knocking about when you were growing up at home?
1: There was, yes. And I was fortunate enough to live across from the local primary school, which it's much bigger now because it's expanded, but it has uh-huh. huge grounds around it. So uh-huh. I was able to go and lift the pitching wedge and bander over to the school with four or five balls in my pocket and hammer them down the field, go and walk after them, hammer them back. Um, and I, like again, I was doing that Two or three days in the summertime, just when I had nothing else to do. But um, I, and I think that's where my short swing sort of originated from, was because I couldn't take a full swing at things because I would I would have lost the ball. So it was always <laughs> only taking half swings. <laughs> so that's what I'm blaming on my exceptionally short swing. Well, it's,
0: is, it's not about uh, what it looks like. I keep telling you, Stephen, that's what it works like. <laughs> it's what it works like. Yeah. For but sure. whenever you never joined, you you, you knew you grew up around Dungannon, you never played at Dungannon. So that was never uh, not sort of part of the, the background of golf. Even back then, rugby was the sport and golf was just a bit of crack during the summer.
1: Aye, well, I'm just outside Lisburn, but I obviously played for Dungannon right. Rugby Club. But Edenmore would be my right, closest okay. course to me. Okay. Um, even growing up, sorry, I up. When,
0: when you were growing up, Edenmore was your closest course. Yes. All right, yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah okay. Yeah, it was I. Um but then again again you had just down at the the uh the race course there.
0: That's right. Yes, so which is good. The, good, week the down crack.
1: royal as well. And you had the wee pitch and putt or the wee yeah. smaller nine yeah. hole. So yeah. like me and my dad maybe would have went round there once or twice again in the summer. So mm-hmm. it just you know yourself. It's just about keeping yourself entertained and keeping yeah. yourself out of mischief and yeah. lifting yeah. up a couple lifting up a, a couple of golf
0: clubs now and again seem to do that at times. And you say you didn't play much as a as a pro rugby player. The transition from from you trying to be a a, a rugby player, professional rugby player, all that entails, tails, and moving towards playing a bit more golf, was it difficult? Different body movements, you know, hard for you to do. Or I know Paul O'Connor I... was a big golfer before he started playing rugby, and then struggled to get back into it.
1: Yeah, uh, Paul is obviously an exceptional athlete. And... He was a big swimmer as well when he was younger so okay um yeah like it just for, for me I, I never really had much flexibility um so the, the game of golf didn't come easy uh but yeah like typical stubborn me like i i just kept working on it yeah um yeah and that's that's what i kept doing and just put the head down and but I had a couple of what eighteen months of really, really solid golf and getting a bit better at it. Mm. And you know what? If I hadn't got better at it, I probably would have just given it up. That's what uh, I'm second,
0: yes, yeah.
1: You know, a lot of people, like Big Chris Henry, yeah. who a you know, really good rugby player, um, could pass the ball, hit, hit You know, hand-eye mm-hmm. coordination supposed to be really good. Like, you put a club in his hand, he'll take five swings and complete, completely miss the ball. So not everybody can just turn their hand a sport. And mm. I think if, if that had been me back then, I probably would have just uh, given it all up. But thankfully, it's went the right way.
0: Now, I know you're, you're a member of Edenmore. You're also a member of Robert Rush.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, now, they are two totally different golf courses, Edenmore's classic parkland, um, lovely wee golf course down there outside Myra. Bit up and down, uphills, downhills, for a farming land. And obviously, you have um, Royal Port Rush, classic links there forever. So you're getting the best of both worlds. Um, which is your favorite?
1: Do you know what? Like, I very rarely play well around Edenmore Like, uh, anybody <laughs> who's, who's, who's listening, um, would, 99% of people who yeah. our visitors to Edenmore play off the yellows mm-hmm. and i know it's the same with every course but honestly the whites at Edenmore on, on a Saturday morning they're, they're right back like the, the first hole is 50 60 yards mm-hmm. the second hole is close to 100 yards further back and the the third hole is maybe it could be over 100 yards further back and you're having to carry trees on a field and like any member, Edenmore is sitting going. Please God, just let me get through these first three holes. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean. The amount of times I've stood in the wee par three fourth with three three dings like a
0: Or hit the first one out of bounds over into the field on the uh, into the, field. the
1: first. <laughs> yeah, into the field. Um, it's such a difficult tee shot because if you're not confident in carrying the corner, mm-hmm. um, and you hit it straight, you're in the you're in the a, a, a lot of trouble. Um, so find that even the, the, the good low men down at Edenmore are just knocking a, a four or five iron down to the tree and playing it as a three shotter all day long and even on the second hitting a three wood down into the dip and then hitting maybe you could be hitting a three wood or a five wood or three iron up around the front of the green just to kind of get your score go, go on it even more mm-hmm. um it, those first three holes are, are a disaster for a lot of people but um what's my favorite golf course I'll tell you my favourite golf course. It's neither it's neither Royal Portrush or um, or Royal Edenmore. It's uh, it has to be Loch Lomond in Scotland. Um, oh, I've been very lovely. very fortunate. Very fortunate have, uh know a couple of members there that have uh, brought me over. A Very exclusive golf course, but um, somewhere I've been very fortunate to play a few times. But no, like ourselves, I think you know, growing up in, in Northern Ireland, you're blessed to have all these. Um, golf courses on your doorstep, and I try to play as many different courses as possible. Yeah. and I like to, I like to mix it up. You know, I'm a member of Portrush, and everybody says to me, "Oh, I used to be playing there every week. Why are you not playing every every week?" To be honest, I, I would if, if I had the time, but you know, if, I have friends who are, are members all over the place, uh, and we tend to mix it up on a regular basis.
0: You do. You love playing and traveling and yeah. playing. Um, yep. And you've been lucky enough, I presume because of your position, you do. Have, it's open doors for you and you've played a few places. Yep. Um, and I and, and know the clubs go with you when you travel. So in terms <laughs> of in terms of foreign claims and places around the place, we, what sort of clubs and courses have stood out for
1: you? I think uh, in 2009 on the Lions Tour, uh, we played one of Gary Player's um, golf courses. Um can't remember the name it, but it's where the lads are playing. It's, it's on that Sunshine Tour. That they okay. Play on All right, there. Okay. And we teed off. Again, it was a shotgun start because of the British and Irish lands. We were right there. And first hole was a par three, and it was about 180 yards or something. And at the bottom, the green, and then loads of water, and then the tee box. And there was crocodiles. Oh. And, uh, Sw- swimming around <laughs> and just at the bottom of the green and it was a it was a scramble format so it was great you, you yeah. have a, a crack we get on to the next hole the par five or a long long par four and there's wilder base and then you know running across it's the like corner leopard creek or one of those was it? was it leopard creek or something like that i can't i can't remember mm. so long ago like we ended up i was partnered with um, there was two pen four balls you know sponsors or whatever it was and then I got paired with the logistics manager of uh, the Lions who played a bit of golf He was a Scottish guy and of course we ended up winning it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that was my that was my bandit 18 handicap uh come in come in to play then I, I've still got it we got a wee silver tanker oh my. With, and I was and I was in Right, with uh, the Lions logo. I must try and hook it out and actually get the name of the golf course. I'm sure it's on it. Uh, but yeah, that, that was amazing. Um, played uh, played over in America, the Blue Monster and Doral. Durant. It was a great course. Uh, Rory McElroy teed that up for us. He's a good couple of contacts down in Florida, so he hooked us up. Me, it was actually Nell O'Connor and cool. um, Patty Wallace. We, we went out, the three of us, down to Miami for a game. So it was good fun. Um, other golf courses, I've uh, been fortunate enough to play, I should have had all these written down for you. Oh well, yeah, no,
0: come <laughs> on,
1: it's, <laughs> it's not, not you know. Royal Birkdale, was able to play it. Lovely. Played Lovely. Royal Burke. superb. Um, I want it, uh, the Berkshire in London. Oh yes. Really nice. Yeah. Um, but again, it's, it's more, you get invitations through different sponsors that I've been with, or um, you know, in the lead up the rugby World Cups, you might have HSBC sponsoring something, and they invite you along because you, you play a wee bit of golf. So, um, aye, that's how you get get right. the odd you know, invite to these courses. And it's brilliant, but Loch Lomond, um, there's been a lot of work done to it over the last two years. You maybe know Bill Donaldson, who's, yeah, Bill Donaldson, um, yeah. who's GM there, um, and they've spent serious serious money. Like it, it's built on bogland. Mm. Like it was it was built on bogland. And they've lifted everything up, they've sand capped it, they've returfed the fairways, greens, like I mean the whole place has been returfed and it's it's like playing a Lynx golf course. Mm-hmm. It is spectacular.
0: Would that be would would that course have sort of your 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 best three or four sort of run of holes that you've enjoyed? Is it is Loch Lomond that sort of correct. Place?
1: Yes. <laughs> and that's another reason, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, you, you get three or four holes in your head that you, you really look forward to playing when you when you rock up on a golf course. Have I lost you there? Paul? No, Have keep it. talking, keep talking. I can hear you. That's all
1: right. Um, yeah, three or four holes. I'll tell you what. I had more uh, more than that. I shot a shot of seventy four oh. um, around, around Loch Loman, and you're you're not going to believe me, but a double bogey the eighteenth. So. Uh, yeah I had a great run of holes um, I was playing with a, a member there a guy called Chris who um, is involved in insurance out in Bermuda so he, he's a member there and um, we went over and we played a couple of rounds and I can remember again it's just all about getting off to a fast start and I, I tend to grow in there more than the other way about and I bogeyed the first three holes and then I just got it going and just kept powering, powering, powering and then on the ninth, tenth, eleventh, eleventh hole, is it the eleventh, ninth? That's the ne- eighth, ninth. No, the tenth hole or tenth or eleventh is a 220 yard R3. Oh, and it's an <laughs> absolute beast. But the green is maybe 70 meters wide, like it's it's crazy golf hole. But I ended up putting it to about four inches and I tapped it in and then I birdied the next hole
0: oh and then I powered.
1: Powered the next hole. That got me around the about level power. And then I had two birdies on the trot. So it's four birdies. Four birdies and five holes. Um, and then, yeah, I, I was hover, hovering around. I think I made a bogey on 17 and then a double bogey on 18 to, to get me back over power again. But, yeah, just, as you say, that's probably another reason why I like it because I've shot really good scores around it too.
0: Now, you mentioned Nell O'Connor there. I have, for some reason... Like i bit like you've played in a few pro-ams at events and things. And at a couple of events, I've ended up playing with Niall. Uh-huh. Now, Niall, I have to be honest with you, Niall is easily one of the best golfers I've ever seen or watched playing golf. Like Don't he is a proper place. he is a proper golfer, that man. He could play. Um, could. But in terms of the boys that you know and you've played with who aren't golfers, who's up there, I know David Humphreys could play a wee bit.
1: Yeah, he certainly could. Yeah, um, his younger brother Ian, uh, you know, he's probably the biggest handicap and in, in, uh, uh, sorry, the biggest bandit in, in the whole of the country with his handicap because he's playing off something like ten or eleven, and he's can round fever a couple over, and he's can round <laughs> standing level power and all this rubbish. So watch out for him if he's in any competitions. Make sure he's your partner, or, or try to avoid him. Um, but he's yeah, he, he's a good golfer. A lot of guys can hit the ball a long way, but then yeah. you know really struggle with chipping, putting, mm-hmm. getting out of bunkers. Um, uh, you know the, the bits of the game that just two balls, The tidy me bits. Yeah, bits, yeah. bits, yeah. And, and I'm I'm the opposite. Like I'm, it's my short game and my putting. Like if if, if you play with with me or anybody plays with me, my putting would be. The best part of my game. Um, I know Kevin Whitson down at RCD really well. The head pro down there. And I remember sitting down with him one day, and he says, oh, Stevie, you know, this is back when I was trying to get a lot better." He says, "You know, how do you mark yourself? You know, what handicap would you give yourself if, if you, if you know, for your putting?" And I was like, "Well, probably scratch, like." And he goes, "Right, okay, so you have thirty to thirty-six putts around, type of thing." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. You know, most of the time, that's that's where I'm at." And then as soon as you go up the clubs longer and longer and longer, um, like if you said, what's your drive? And I would say, oh, I'm an 18 handicapper all day long. I lose a couple of balls off a of tee and, you know, not very consistent. Generally, it's usually the other way around. That uh, oh. <laughs> But I have to agree with you, Paul. Now, we've gone, now O'Connor was, without a shadow of a doubt, the best amateur golfer that I've ever played with. Um. You drive the ball as far as Rory McElroy yeah. and I'm not just saying this no i, I know he 100 can carry we played around Dural the second day and we were getting the, the laser right and laser in the bunker and the bunker was two now he didn't even have his own golf clubs 275 or 280 yards away and we went up to the ball and of course I was spread way right or left or whatever it was and he had carried the bunker by five yards 10 yards and I'm like it's just comes so naturally to him he grew up in Castle Rock um, you know the Castle Rock golf course um, he's obviously a strong powerful guy uh, and can hit the ball a really long way um, and it, David Humphreys now O'Connor myself and I think it was maybe Rory Best or something played one day at Port Rush and we're standing on the first tee and it was blowing honestly 50 miles an hour wind straight into us not the usual wind you would get there straight into us and David Humphreys hits a lovely ball he plays off 4-5 hits a lovely ball up the middle I hit mine really high. It nearly lands back on my feet and now pulls out the driver and he hits this thing into orbit. And he, you know, ball flight was just extraordinary. Yeah. And he was 50, 60 yards past David Humphreys, you know, it's just a, a brilliant, brilliant player. Um, and if there was probably one area of his game that, uh, he would probably touch up on it, it would be his putting, um, because his long game and long irons and everything's superb. But that's what happens when you tee it up with McElroy and practice days
0: well, and everything else. Well, you know? That's what it's about to say. I know he's he's uh, he caddied for Rory, but you know, you, you and you and Rory and him, and you've played a wee bit, you've you know, there's a wee bit of connection there in terms of your favorite golfers. I presume he is your favorite golfer, or maybe you're going to say it's not Rory McElroy, it's Ian Woosnam or something like that. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's Darren Clark. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously. Obviously, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I, I think there's there's if you look at somebody in football or rugby or golf or whatever or whatever it may be, whatever sport it may be, you kind of look for similarities in that person to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not talking about his golf game. I'm talking about <laughs> how he enjoys life uh, a bit more, Likes a, likes a drink, he you know, likes to let the hair down whenever he gets the opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you know, Paul, lots of people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe the way the game's gone now, You know, if Darren Clark was 30 years of age, it might be completely different the way social media and the way uh, the media storm is these mm-hmm. days around mm-hmm. professional golfers. But yeah. you know, Rory is obviously he's a, he's such a talented guy. Mm-hmm. He's very dedicated, very professional, um, a good family man. Um, doesn't forget about his roots of where he came from uh, but yeah like I remember the Rory of you know 20-21 years of age when he, he did let his hair down and you know we were working out and having a few pints and a bit of crack and you, you don't see that any, anymore and and for me that's that's a wee bit unfortunate like uh, you know the, the way that, that happens but here if it's their own and whatever way uh, life takes you that, that's that's what you do but I uh, know Darren Clark has certainly I've uh, played a couple of uh, a couple of events with him played in the, the Irish Open um, Pro-Am it was only birdies counted of course he was off scratch we all had to scramble birdies and when it came to the 18th hole he he only had one
0: birdie and the rest of us had four or five so
1: <laughs> we got stuck in them.
0: <laughs> now Pro-Ams, you've played in a few Irish Open Pro-Ams, particularly up at the North, Do you they're still, you know, we get you get to be nerves stopping her. Oh, What's that crowd on the right. What's that toy on the right. Oh
1: bloody hell, don't talk to me. It's, it's horrendous, absolutely horrendous. Um I was paired up with Terrell Hatton, uh oh. Shane Fylan <laughs> and um Dennis Taylor hmm. at the at the the one at Port Stewart. And hmm. thankfully we were getting off at the 10th. That was a blessing. But Again, I played really well, you know, just seemed to click and maybe it is a concentration thing, Paul. Like maybe it is, Mm -hmm. you do zoom in, maybe that's the the former professional athlete in me Mm -hmm. that you're really, really focused. And again, in Ballylifflin, like I went to the driving range, my my friend, who you probably know, Kev Mm Connolly, like he was carrying for me, he was doing the bag and a bit of crack. At the driving range, I couldn't hit the ball out of my way, like I was duck hooking the driver and I was slicing it way right, it was horrendous and Kev like says, Stevie, give me that driver you put that away, you're hitting a seven iron off,
0: off the first <laughs> I was
1: like, right, right, right so we got up and we were teeing off the 10th and it was Pablo Larazabal was our um, our pro and I uh, was playing with a couple of GAA, GAA lads um, mm. who were a good, good, great crack um, one of the boys from Donegal, one of the lads from Kerry and Pablo hit one up the middle-ish, but he still le- left us a, a fair way out on the tenth. Of course, one of the boys, GA boys, he ducked took his left. The other <laughs> one, he lost his ball right. And then next thing I'm just about to go up and Kev hands me the driver. He says, Ah, just you t- let her fly, big man. <laughs> and he's like God, I, um, I stood up um, just and there was a serious crowd there, like might uh-huh. right about a couple hundred people like standing. Just focused just you know didn't think about anything really and absolutely bombed it mm-hmm. like bombed it right up the middle left us maybe 100 yards into the green um and sort of just kept it going now the re- the round fell apart a wee bit uh, as it went on <laughs> but it's, again it's just to go back to my point well it's, it's maybe that concentration and mm-hmm. focus that maybe lets us all down
0: at times, isn't right. it? That's right. Well, I think, I think Stephen, like for most people, I, I played a lot of competitive golf in the club here at Armand at my level. And, and you do, you, you know, I'd be, I'd be a competitive golfer. I play golf to be competitive. The act of, yep. you know, but as you do get older and you, you do start thinking yourself, you know, really and truly, like it's being out with your mates. That's that's ultimately what counts in the end. of You know, four hours, a bit of crack, come in, take fifty p off somebody, torture them on WhatsApp for the rest of the night, and look forward to the next week. And I think I just said going back to lockdown, that's what you miss.
1: It it's is. It's that it's
0: that interaction that you miss.
1: It, it definitely is. And I'm on a WhatsApp group with doogie Bailey. You know, uh, Galvin Green Rep for for Ireland. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, great great fella. Um, he's a member of a couple of golf courses. And then there's Winker Stephen Watson. There's, right. there's Steve Winker Watson, who's a member of a couple of courses. He's over with poor Rush as well. Um, and there's a few other lads, Kevin Whitson, RCD, a couple of our boys. And we're all in a, a group WhatsApp. Paddy Wallace, former Ulster uh, and Ireland player. Mm-hmm. And the, the banter has been flying. And do you know what? It's, it's probably been one of the things that's been keeping me going. Mm-hmm. Um, the crack that we have been having um, on the WhatsApp about when golf's going to return the odd funny photograph coming through of a drunk golfer and a golf course, or you know, and it, it's brilliant to have that. And now, all of a sudden, when the NI executive are, are starting to put roadmaps that nobody can understand in place, but there, there seems to be some light at the end of the tunnel. That you know, now we're all talking about, oh, I can't wait the end of March to see if we'll maybe get a game of golf. Well, you know, we'll, we'll look at heading down south and somewhere maybe play. You there's a golf course I've played, and I forgot to mention, Tralee. Oh. What a golf course. Wow. Just spectacular golf course. Yeah. Unbelievable golf course. And there's been a lot of a change, as you probably know. There's been a few, a, few, a few things added in. A couple of greens been redone and uh, bunkers and stuff. So I, I yeah. must get down there. But that's been the chat on the WhatsApp. I oh, can't wait. Maybe get a, a night's crack down in Killarney um, in the summertime, play a couple of courses, head back up the road. You know that, That's what everybody's starting to look forward to again. Brilliant.
0: Stephen, listen, thanks very much for coming on, having the yarn, talking about golf. Uh, really enjoyed it and uh, listen what can I say as soon as we get golfing we'll have to get together and pay a bit
1: look forward to it Paul can't wait to take a few quid off you